Welcome to CSN The Network Podcast. This is your host, Kayvon Cutler, with my amazing co-host, Dream Nazario Malik Hampton. How are y'all doing this evening? Good, man. You know, good week of sports. Glad to be here and talking with you guys. How y'all doing? Y'all know me, blessed and highly favored, blessed and highly favored, brother. How you doing? Oh, uh, man, you know, like I like to tell people, living the dream, but I'm definitely blessed and highly favored as well. Coming off a great weekend, man, definitely doing better now that I'm talking to you two. Heading into the, you know, weekend, number one in a couple leagues in fantasy. Uh, so I'm excited about, you know, fantasy weekend, man, the playoffs start this upcoming weekend. And shout out to Malik and the rest of the homies that made the playoffs in our in our league. Unfortunately, I didn't make it in that league for the first time in a few years, but shout out to the homies that did, though. Definitely should be a battle, man. Uh, Leak and them boys been balling all year against all them boys. So it's a lot of good good motion going on right now, man, sports-wise, impact-wise, community-wise. So I'm just blessed and happy, man. I'm ready to pod, man. Let's get it. Let's get into it. Um. First, we got up uh, the NFL. Talk to me uh, about your uh, power rankings, one through five. Updated power rankings, man. You know, it's a new week. Some shift has been made. You know, some teams have lost. So uh, there's been some arrangements made. So, you know, I wanted us to go through it real quick, go through our our power fives, you know, our, excuse me, our uh, top fives for our power rankings. Um, so without further ado, though, let me start out. Number five, I got the Cowboys. Um, you know, yeah, they're coming off a tough loss to the Bills, but I still think, you know, prior to that, they've been firing all cylinders um, offensively. They've been explosive and defense been playing great. So I still got them in the top five. So I got them at five. Number four, I got the Dolphins. Uh, I know they just handled the Jets, but, you know, the Jets aren't that good offensively this year, so you can't look at that too much. But overall, though, the Dolphins have played well. Um, they've tough. They've had tough games against, you know, winning teams, but um, I still think, you know, they're one of the top teams in the nation because of their offensive power, especially when Tyreek is help, healthy. Um, so I got them at four. I got the Chiefs at three. Um, I know they're behind the Dolphins in the AFC standings, but, I mean, it's it's Mahomes. You know, I don't even have to do too much explanation with that. Um, you know, we all know what he is, what he is capable of. So, And that defense has been playing, like I said last week, they've been playing at a high level all year. It's one of the top defenses in the league. So I got the Chiefs at three. Number two, I got the Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson is playing at an MVP level this year. He's been playing well. Uh, Zay, Zay Flowers, their rookie, has been playing really well. Uh, Isaiah Likely has stepped in uh, and Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews' uh, absence due to him being injured, and he's played well also. So I got Likely. Uh, I like I like what they're doing over there with their weapons, um, you know, over there in Baltimore. So I got them at two. And number one, I got my Niners, man. Um, we're coming off six straight wins. Uh, we just 
won our division for the second straight year. We're number one in the NFC standings. I love how we're looking offensively right now, of course. Um, you know, as I mentioned last week, we got four players over 800 scrimmage yards, scrimmage yards, excuse me. Uh, first team to do that since uh, Peyton Manning's coats. So, like I said, five through one, just to go through it lastly, real quick, Cowboys five, Dolphins four, Chiefs three, Ravens two, and my Niners, man, bang, bang, Niner gang, I got them number one. Who you got, though, League City? Uh, my top five. Five for me would be uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, four would be the Miami Dolphins. Three would be the Dallas Cowboys. Two will be the Baltimore Ravens. And then number one, I got to, you know, stay in line and, and – and put some respect on the Niners. They're, they're the number one team right now, for sure. That's mine, though. Quick and easy, man. Nothing. I had the I had the lines in there last time we did it, but every time I say something good about the line, something bad happens to the line. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. And they've been up and down over this past month, right? And, of course, we're not trying to react in a moment in regards to the Eagles, because some people wondering, you know, what happened to Philly, but they're coming off a three-game skid. Definitely shouldn't have lost last night to uh, Drew Locke and the Seahawks, you understand? So, you know, with that L, they 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 out of my top five, man. That was that was a tough loss last night, man. Um, I don't know what's going on, going on over there in Philly, but they got to get right, man. They got to get right. It's the wrong time of the year to be trending towards the opposite direction of good. So they got to get that together. What you got next for us, though, Drizzy? Uh, just that, just talking through the Eagles and uh, their three-game losing streak. Um, do we think they're in trouble as far as the playoffs go? Nah, they'll make the playoffs. Uh, um, I think you know, thing they're in trouble for is early round exit, depending on matchup. Um, but yeah, I think it's just early, early round upset as far as playoff goes. Um, if you want to call it an upset, because they are slumping, but they got three games to to get it right. So, you know, if they want to put together their their best ball or put together their you know their best scheme, they better do it now for sure. It's it's weird because they have a way better record, of course, um, than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But due to the Buccaneers being number one in their division, they're actually ranked ahead of the Eagles in the NFC standings, believe it or not. So Philly has, since that loss they took last night, they're now fifth in the NFC. So I don't think uh, trouble is looming regarding them making the playoffs. But I don't think that's what you meant by the question of uh, at all. I, I'm with Brodo for sure. It's definitely looking like it's going to be a team that's going to have an early round exit, man. You understand? Um, I feel like kind of, um, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but uh, I feel like y'all kind of answered the question, right? If you take them out of their top, your top five, they're not a top five team um, in the NFL right now, right? Especially – uh, the way they've been playing these last three weeks. Yeah, 
Um, for sure. I mean, that's not to knock, you know, I still think they're a top 10 team. So that's not to knock any teams that, you know, are in the top 10, you know, and not to say that they can't make a run, but I don't, I don't think Philly is doing so, you know, uh, we spoke on it last week in regards to a little bit of their troubles, but it's just, it's, it's just not looking good right now. Not only are they having problems on defense, stopping people, but I mean, offensively, it's, it's just not the same. Jalen keeps turning the ball over. It's it's weird times right now, man. So, uh, like I said, they gotta they gotta get it get it together. And you know, you you do your research. You know, of course, I did. They they blame it on play calling, Malik. But we wasn't hearing that a month ago. So it's funny how you know when you start losing, you always you know want to blame the coach. But that's the game, right? So now that I guess that they've changed the play caller on the defensive side, they're they're saying uh, there's some problem going on with with the coaching staff on the offensive end. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. So, but, yeah. That's all I yeah. got. A lot of the Eagles people, I ain't going to lie to you, though, a lot of the Eagles people that I talk to and stuff I be paying attention to, they, they've actually been on Brian Johnson's head since the beginning of the year, since they were squeaking out them, them ugly wins. That's the Eagles offensive coordinator. So there was like a, a little section of people that, you know, was on it early as far as the offense not looking the same, but they were squeaking out wins. So like you said, you know, the losses just amplify or bring other t uh, conversations to the forefront, you know, the table. But um, there was a, a little section of people that have been on Brian Johnson's head. But I think their problems uh, – I think their problems can be simplified in uh in a few ways. I won't get too deep into it, but you know, um I think some better concept some better route concepts in the offense, you know, will probably do it justice. Uh Jalen learning how to take the check down will probably do it justice too. And uh just staying committed to the run game, man. The Eagles can still run the ball if if they can't do anything else, but for some reason they won't stay committed to the run. But um I think they got the talent. I think they're they're just as talented as, as some of the top teams in the in the league, honestly. It's just uh for whatever reason, it just it just ain't clicking for them. And and I think it's those those four reasons that I just I just gave y'all right there, man. Personally. I think that's a good analysis, brother. Did you have anything to combat that, uh, Kay? Cool. Moving on to the uh, who you all claim is the top team in the league. Uh, most people would, too. Um, the 49ers, they're building their cushion with their one-game lead uh, for the number one seed in the NFC conference. Um, how do you all think they'll handle their test against the Ravens this week? Man, Lake, I ain't gonna lie to you. This is this is another big game. I had circled on the schedule for us to uh, measure where we are. I mean, of course, I love how we're looking right now, but it's a, it's a test for our defense. You know, if you look over the past few seasons, you know, mobile quarterbacks have gave us some issues. So, um, but considering our our game plan, our scheme that we ran against Jalen Hurts against the Eagles, I don't think uh, it'll be too much of an issue. Of course. Lamar Jackson is a better runner than Jalen, so 
I'm not saying they're the same exactly, but I like how we was able to contain him in the pocket and keep him confined uh, so he didn't have so many gaps that he could escape out of to make big runs in reference to Jalen Hurts when we played the Eagles. So if we can do the same thing this upcoming Monday night on Christmas, I feel like we'll have some success stopping them. I'm not too concerned, uh, you know, with their weapons outside of, you know, Zay Jones. And like I said, I like their tight end and uh, respect the OBJ, but I just think that, you know, we're going to be able to hold them boys. Um, but I do think they, they have a talented roster, though, so I do expect it to be a good game. But, of course, I expect for us to pull it out. Um, if I was to put a score on it, I would say, you know, 27-17, um, something around that range. Um, I don't expect it to be too crazy. I would hope not for my nerve's sake, but but yeah, if we want to win the game, we definitely got to contain Lamar. That's where the game starts right there. And if we can do that, um, I think we'll be able to to move the ball. Um, although that's a great defense. I'm, I'm not saying that to slight their defense. So shout out to, you know, all the homies that are Ravens fans. Shout out to, you know, Brody Dakota. You know what I mean? That's definitely, we definitely been talking about this for weeks. Um, but, you know, that is the number one defense, but we're the number one offense. So, um, you know, I like the test, but I, I do think we're going to be able to to get them boys this upcoming Monday. What you think though, Leak City? Leak the God? Um, I think it's gonna be a great game that I can't wait to watch. Uh two things, well actually one thing, uh, but two different uh two different statements. Uh Lamar Jackson 100% runs better than Jalen Hurts, but he also throws the ball better than Jalen Hurts. Um, so I've uh, been seeing that there's a, a national narrative that, you know, Lamar, as long as we make him play throughout the pocket, you know, um, then, you know, that's a win for the defense. And in, in some, some ways it is because he's dynamic with his feet. But uh, I think people forget how Lamar, how good Lamar can throw. Um, and this year, you know, they've been they've been uh, a little up and down offensively. I think it's because they, you know, pick and choose, you know, what they're going to uh, do that week as far as schematically goes. Um, but he has been getting a better rapport with the receivers uh, here lately. So I would, you know, just put that on notice that, you know, Lamar can light y'all up. You know, it, it sounds good to let, you know, the, the guy, you know, run from the pocket, but that's a guy that has led the league in touchdown passes before, you know. Um, so I, I would like for, you know, people to put a little bit more respect on this game. Not saying you totally, but, you know, like I said, it's just been a narrative I've been hearing. Uh, but with that being said, I don't know who's going to win the game. I'm taking the Ravens, of course. Uh, I would like to see the Ravens, but this could very well be a Super Bowl, you know, matchup. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, no, I I didn't interpret any of that was directed towards me. I said bro was playing at an MVP level, you know what I mean? So, you know, uh, I definitely think he's capable of winning games within the pocket, uh, throwing the pill. But I think – that, you know, given the matchups, personnel-wise, I like our matchup, though, defensively. Like, they don't have 
with Mark Andrews being out, you know what I mean? I, again, I do like Isaiah Likely, but they don't have anybody that necessarily scares me that he has to throw the ball to. But I do like Zay Jones, you know, in the slot. He definitely wavy for sure. Like, he going to be nice. He is nice right now. Leads the team in receiving, but uh, nah, I just uh, I just think we're going to clamp the boys personally. We, that's just where my, my, my mindset is with it. But, You're uh, putting a lot of confidence in your guys being better than their guys, and I don't like that, bro. I don't like that. Char Chardarius Ward, Charvarius Ward, however you say his first name, is a dog. he's a top five corner. Appreciate you. Know I ain't even gonna hold you, but I'm not too sure to just just because bro been playing good ball. What's his name, Lil Menor or whatever? You know, um, I'm not too sure that you know that he just gonna clamp a OBJ all game. You know what I'm saying, or or he just gonna clamp a Rashad Bateman all game. That's just that's just my opinion. You know, I know y'all like to play the little Aubrey Aubrey Thomas or whatever Ambry, guy, Aubrey Thomas. You yeah, that's actually he'd be outside. That's who I'm be not gonna say, and I was just about to say, I'm not gonna say he just gonna sit there and clamp Odell, you know what I'm saying, um, or or Bateman or them guys all day. But Lamar and them's Lamar and them's thing is way more than the talent thing, for real, for real. Like it's it's like I said, they're still building their rapport. You know, that's why I was telling somebody earlier today, like uh, as a you know. Lamar's the engine for the offense, you know, wills him to win, you know, he he normally dictates what's going to happen. Uh, I think in the playoffs, um, if he can just develop some type of consistency with those receivers, you know, as far as uh, just moving the sticks goes, it ain't even got to be, you know, uh, lighting up the stat sheet, you know, it's just something efficient. You know, if he can get efficient on time with him, like down to a T, I think that's what makes him the most scary, to be honest with you. Uh because he's got he's got he's got talented receivers, but they're not proven yet besides OBJ, if that makes sense, you know. Um I think Rashad Baby, Rashad Baby was having a good year last year until he got hurt, you know. Uh I think Zay Jones is a dog. I think he's nice, but, you know, you can't necessarily say what you're going to get from him in the high-pressure playoff situation. Not saying that's this game, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just speaking in future reference. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, I think it's going to be a battle, bro. I can't wait to watch it. I really can't. I'll probably watch every snap, man. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, it's coming up Monday night football, Christmas evening. I mean, what better way to, you know, close out the evening football-wise, right, with your family, friends, you know, good football. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, of course, you know, not trying to not trying to be funny at all, but my brother says, Zay Jones, we just want to make sure we're being clear. Zay Flowers, I'm Zay, sorry. Zay I'm Flowers. so sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. Zay no, Flowers. No disrespect. To the young boy at all so you know just wanted to make sure we we was getting it right you know what i mean because we don't need no people trying to pull receipts on twitter when this thing really blow crazy you feel me so what you got what you got next for us though drizzy um with the bills uh dismantling the cowboys uh this past weekend um do they make the playoffs I think we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, but yeah, just go into depth a little bit for us. Um, 
I mean, we don't have to go too too in depth, you know, too crazy. I, I just like I mentioned last week, I think the Bills are trending in the right direction. I think they're playing good football right now, especially um, not this time of the year. That's when you want your defense to improve offensively. They're able to run the ball league. Uh, they was able to really dominate in the trenches the other day with uh, James Cook having over 200 yards rushing. I mean, that was very impressive against a very tough defense. I think the Cowboys are a very, very good team. So uh, I definitely put a lot of value in that win that the Bills were were able to pick up the other day. So we're going to see that that wild card in the AFC right now. Uh, that AFC race is is tough because you got to think you know you got the Browns, Bengals, Colts, and that uh, wild card picture that you know bottoms it out. And then you got a couple teams that's eight and six that's on the outside looking in, like the Texans. You feel me? So um, like the Bills. Also, you feel me being eight and six. So we're going to see what happens. These these final three games are going to be very interesting. But I do think the Bills uh, are going to, you know, figure out a way to punch their ticket in and get one of those, those uh, you know, wild card spots. Yeah, um, it's look it's trending up for them. I ain't going to lie to you. It's looking like they're going to uh, make the playoffs. It's just such a scrum that they could easily miss it, just like Kate was saying, for real, for real. You know, um, so I wouldn't be surprised. It's 50-50 for me, to be honest with you. And they'd be a scary team to play, you know, if they do hit the playoffs. But uh, it's 50-50 if they're going to make it to me. I can't really I can't really call it yet, just being honest. Cause I could I could literally see them easily missing it and easily making it, no matter regardless of how they playing right now. It's, it's the hole they put themselves in. Their best chance is to win the division, in my opinion. But that's gonna be so hard, you know. Uh, that's gonna be tough, Lee. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't I don't think the Colts. I don't think the Colts make it. That's currently like that's currently who's at the bottom of the AFC in in the wild card spot. I I don't not putting faith in that. But what what you got to be careful is cuz the Texans are playing good right now too. So what you got to be careful is the Texans is slipping there cuz like I said there's a few teams that are you know that have the same record right now. So I mean that's all going to fizzle out, you know, the aforementioned teams are um you know the Colts and the um Texans are in the same division. So they're going to of course that's yeah about so I mean, that's, that's right. It's going to come down between probably those two because the Steelers shot themselves in the foot too much because uh, they could have, you know, coasted into the playoffs, whether it be wild card or, you know, um, at one point they, they could have been took in the division lead, you know. Uh, but they, they they lost some of the wildest games. But the Colts played the Falcons, the uh, the Falcons, the Raiders, and the Texans. So the Texans and Colts got to play. So it's, that's one loss for somebody. So uh, Buffalo kind of just has to hope one of them loses another one as well. Um, I, I just don't know. The Colts could easily lose to the Falcons, to be honest with you. But we just saw the Panthers beat the Falcons. So the Colts, it, it, the Colts have been in uh, this last game they played versus the Bengals was probably their, their worst game, I'd say. Uh, and in a few, in a nice little stretch, to be honest with you.
Fleek always giving us gems. Um, but you mentioned the Steelers. Um, there's been some rumors going around around about Mike Tomlin. Would they be wrong if they let him go? Yeah, Lake. I just wanted us to address this real quick. Of course, y'all be a fool, Pittsburgh, if y'all let Tomlin go. Y'all gonna be reactive off one potential losing season. Like, come on, man. Let's not be let's not be trendy and, and, and fall into that. That's a great coach, great leader, great mentor uh to those athletes. You don't you don't switch on that man after all the success he's had over the years. So I just wanted us to address that. I thought people was crazy late for even throwing that out there. So I just wanted to put that out there. I'm not in support of that at all. He is not the problem. You understand? It's it's some personnel issues, but that could be addressed. You understand? But you know, I won't I won't harp too bad on on, on the Steelers. But it's I'm not going just put it all on coach. You know, that's changing the coaching staff. That's not going to fix their problems. If this is the same roster that's going to be constructed for next year, so no, it's no. You got to it works hand in hand. You know what I mean? So, but no, definitely got to keep Coach Tomlin. Man, salute. Uh, would I be surprised? I mean, it's a business, so I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, them firing Tomlin isn't the craziest, the craziest shit I've heard. Sorry, excuse my language, you know. Um, but uh, it's a two, it's a two way street, man. I don't really want to get too, too deep in it. Uh, I do think some changes need to be made, you know, uh, maybe schematically wise. He's and organ and organizationally wise because, you know, the Steelers like to hire from within, you know, they're all about integrity. They're all about doing things that, you know, that they've done, you know, for years, they've got a tradition, a culture, you know. Um, but I think in today's game, they, they should, you know, look to spruce it up a little bit more as far as uh, the front office and coaching staff goes. Uh, I think that works hand in hand. Um, I don't think the roster is depleted with talent. I do think they have talent across the board. Uh, could use some help secondary-wise, you know, on the defense. Um, as far as corner goes, no disrespect to Minka, you know. Uh, and some offensive line help as well um but i think uh it being the business it wouldn't be shocking to me but uh i do think that tomlin has to work hand in hand with the front office to make some changes you know uh just because it it, it seems not to be working you know anymore uh these aren't the same type of players you don't got a lot of rollover, you know, from them old Steelers teams like there once was, you know what I'm saying? Like normally uh, defensive leaders would take over, but they had been, you know, already entrenched in the culture for so long, you know, uh, that it was easy to 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 have this, this long standing because I, I don't know how long Tom has been the coach, but I'm sure it's over a decade. Uh, same with Bill Cowher, you know, um, they just got a certain way of doing things, man, to be honest with you. Uh, and it, it wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think that they need to. I think that they just need to uh, to make certain changes. Um, like I said, organizationally-wise, front office speaking, 
um, if I got to get into detail. Uh, so maybe they can get better at acquiring some talent that they need. Um, and schematic-wise, you know, Matt Canada was there for too long. You know, everybody could tell that that was bad. You know, um, so, yeah, that, that that's what I got on that. Now, I agree with you wholeheartedly with it being a business. Um, we hear the saying all the time, you're only as good as your latest game. And so what have you done for me lately type of, you know, league or ordeal. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I know that's not necessarily the question, but um, it's a dog-eat-dog world, you know. Um, but league, real quick. What do you think about Cam's comments um, as far as uh, the quarterbacks of, of today's league? Oh, Cam, man. A lot of people went at Cam's head and I don't like that. You know, I I, I saved a lot of receipts. Um, but I'm glad the, the games worked out the way they, they did after his comments, you know, because um, Jared Goff and Tua did play good. You know, but uh, Dak really went out there and stunk it up. And, you know, a lot of Cowboys and Niners fans were the, were the loudest about that. You know, everybody else was in agreement with, you know, some of the other guys, cause, which forever, I, I don't know. But uh, just simply putting it, man, Cam wasn't wrong about his statement, man. Uh, those guys are game managers. And, uh, you know, just to put it out there, you know, being a game manager isn't a bad thing. You know, um, it's just not. You know, the media has turned it into this. Uh, social media as well has added to it as well with the media, you know, and turning that 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 into a negative connotation. And, and it's just not. It's it's just the way this, the game is, is just played, you know. Um, some teams need game changers. Some teams need, you know, game managers at quarterback. It's all about roster build. It's all about personnel. You know, um, Tom Brady, the GOAT of all GOATs as far as his quarterback stuff goes. You know, Tom Brady was a game manager. Now, was Tom Brady a game changer? Of course, you know, with the 50 touchdown seasons with Moss, you know, uh, the MVPs, um, Willing teams to the playoffs with no no real talent um, around him, you know. Uh, but but Tom Brady grew into that. He grew into uh, somewhat of a coach on the field. You know, some of them guys get so good and elite that they're just basically extensions of of coaches on the field, you know, and able to distribute the ball where it needs to go. And Tom Brady did that with the best of them. Peyton Manning was literally out there calling plays. You know, what I'm saying. Um, as the defense is lining up or as the defense is lined up, you know, he, he's got his own Rolodex of plays that he wants to do, you know what I'm saying, to get them into the right checks, you know. Um, it's a lot more than just throwing the ball, making spectacular throws, man. It, it uh, Game manager, you know, it, it can entail a lot. And uh, I don't like how a lot of people came at Cam personally because Cam is better than all those guys he named, you know, uh, and will go down as better than all those guys he's named, you know, unless they somehow run off, you know, Joe Montana amount of Super Bowls, man. Cam Newton is entrenched in in, in our football lives, man. If, if you've been watching this game or if you're around my age, 
you know, or older, you 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 know who Cam is. So I don't like how they came at him personally when he just had an opinion about the game, and his opinion wasn't wrong, man. People just gotta stop saying game managers is is. They just gotta stop saying they like it's a bad thing because it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. Everybody can't be a game changer. God don't make everybody the same, you know. Um, that's just the way it is. And let me let me preface real quick. I don't have anything to add. I wanted to Malik. I wanted Malik, of course, to lead the floor because we had a conversation off air, and I felt like he summed it up perfectly. So I just want to throw that out there that I stand behind, bro, one hundred percent on what he said. Everything he said. Nah, yeah, that those were my sentiments exactly. Um, I feel like you summed that up perfectly. Um, and that's a good good take, good perspective on on the comments. And like we've mentioned plenty of times before, the media has a way of spinning things to make it seem what it's not, you know, and I guarantee everybody who I ain't gonna say everybody, but the majority of the people who went at Cam's head didn't listen to the rest of the interview. They just, you know, took that little tidbit and kind of ran with it. Um but moving on, uh, we made it to our CSN's pick six segment. So y'all know the deal. Uh, give me your top three games uh, each. Um, and what you taking? Here we go. Okay. Um, where's mine at? Okay, for me, you know, right off the top, um, we are going with the Ravens plus six, plus five and a half, wherever, you know, line you got it at. Um, I think that's, uh, I think that's a steal, to be honest with you. That's, that's all I'm going to put that as. Um, I like, uh, the Raiders plus 10 versus Kansas City. Um, those games always seem to be good. Uh, and I, I just think that, um, while KC will win and while they while they might win by 10, you still at least get the push, you know. Um, I would I would take those 10 points. Y'all know how I feel about double-digit spreads in the league. Um, and lastly, lastly, we will take uh, – oh, I'm sorry. Lastly, we will take uh, the Giants plus 12 <laughs> versus the Eagles. I do think the Eagles will probably win by 10 or more, you know, um, but I, I, I got faith in maybe the Giants keeping it close if Saquon can get off. If Saquon don't have a good game, I'm sorry, guys, I gave y'all a dud, but uh, let's go ahead and roll the dice on that one. Okay, so um, that was one of my picks as well, so I'm definitely, you know, right with you. I'm taking Philly minus 12 against the Giants. Um, I definitely love that pick. Next, I got uh, the Lions minus three and a half versus the Vikings. I love that pick. And then I got Green Bay versus the Panthers minus. So those are my 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 three picks for the CSN segment pick six. Again, Repeat that last one again. You got cut off. My bad. I got the, the Packers versus the Panthers. Um taking Green Bay minus five Sunday afternoon. 
So just to go through it one more time, I got uh, the Eagles minus 12 against the Giants. Um, I got the Lions minus three and a half versus the Vikings. And I got the Packers minus five going against the Panthers. And just to throw an extra one in there, um, I got I like I like my Niners minus five and a half at the crib, man. It's a different environment, West Coast game, different time zone. You know what I mean? Got one of the best stadiums, home environments in the league. So I'm looking forward, man, to the game. So I definitely think we're gonna handle business and get that dub, man, for sure. Word, word, word. Appreciate that, fellas. Uh, moving on, we got uh, college basketball. Um, to start, uh, the Tar Heels lost this past weekend to the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, it was a very good game between two very good programs. Uh, UNC has another test this Wednesday as they travel to face number seven Oklahoma. Uh, for the Jumpman Invitational, what are some what are some things uh that we're looking forward to or that you are looking forward to, um. With the Tar Heels. Yeah, man. So first and foremost, Lake, that was a tough loss. We coming off, uh, you know, we had some mental blunders down there at the end of the game, man, in the last couple minutes minutes that just just some things just shouldn't and can't happen. You understand? Um, but regardless of the fact that's the past, you know, we still played great. Shout out to RJ. Um, he was hooping, had um uh, twenty seven points the other day. I've, one of the things I'm looking forward to is just our guard play, man. We got to lock in defensively um, from beginning to end. We can't let, you know, our opponents win our matchups. You understand what I'm saying? They Kentucky had too many dudes, for my liking, in double figures. Um, and it was a lot of their guards leak. So we definitely got to handle business in regards to that and make sure, you know, that we clamping. Not only uh, our backcourt, excuse me, our front court is clamping, but our backcourt has to clamp as well. Outside of that, man, y'all know we run and gun. Uh, we got the shooters. We got the guards, the long-tenure guards, too, to lead the team. So I, I definitely think we're going to be able to put up points in a fast manner. I mean, we always do. Uh, that's just our style of play. It's just, uh, like I said, defensively, though, we got to make sure we string together enough stops so we can get this dub. Because Oklahoma's a good team, you know what I'm saying? This is another matchup with a, a ranked opponent. Uh, they're ranked number seventh in the nation. So, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a big test, but I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to watching us get that dub, man. Um, mine's just going to be short and sweet. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, my assessment from that Kentucky game is, uh, Armando Baycott cannot play like a softy ever again. Um, I don't care about foul trouble. I don't care about none of that. You know, when I look at the stat sheet, he ain't got double digits or he ain't, he ain't got a double double. You know, something's wrong. Never seen him, you know, uh, play like that. I don't, I don't know what was going on. I'm happy to see the guard play, uh, can be, you know, um, uh, lethal. Um, because that will that will be big come tourney time. But uh, what I'm most looking forward to in this Invitational, man, is just Baycott getting back to himself, man. Uh, we we got to get back to pushing the pace, man, and playing inside out. Uh, we got one of the, the best advantages in college basketball with him being down there, you know, so uh, we got to play through him. Um, but like I said, I, I like the guard play. I like, you know, seeing the young bull who um, – with RJ. So yeah, man, I just want to see Baycott get back to that and uh, us get back to defense, pushing it and inside out, man. 
Uh, that's what it's always been. Hubert Davis be pissing me off, man. I told y'all we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have hired him, but you know, yeah. topic for another day. Heard that. <laughs> right, right, heard that. Um, what other games are you guys looking forward to this week? Man, it's 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 going on right now, but. This Virginia-Memphis game, Memphis is up 52-44 to on Virginia. Of course, you know, Isaac McNeely is, a, um, you know, a local kid uh, that's on the D1 circuit, you know, playing great for Virginia. Starter, may I add, uh, he's contributing. Uh, Memphis, you know, I know Malik like trying to be funny, but Javon Quinterly transferred there. I still like to support Javon, you know what I'm saying? And he is the starting point guard for Memphis over there, even though I know people got jokes. So that that was a game I was looking forward to this evening. Um, other matchups that's going on, like tomorrow, uh, on Wednesday specifically, Villanova and Creighton play. Looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that Alabama-Arizona game. Um, Baylor and Duke play tomorrow. That's a, a good matchup between two ranked opponents. And UConn and Seton Hall play as well tomorrow. So those are some games outside of our game um, that I'm looking forward to this week. Um, in Kentucky, I know, um, you know, it's an in-state rivalry game. Although Louisville isn't that good, uh, Kentucky and Louisville do play on Thursday. So just throwing games out there that, you know, people may want to see, you know, that, you know, may care about certain rivalries or certain matchups. Those are some of the games I'm looking forward to for sure. Um, only really two games that I had my eye on uh, for this week was the Duke. The Duke Baylor game, uh, just it being a you know highly ranked matchup, um, and uh, USC. I forget, I forget who Bronny playing tonight, man. But I wanted to check Bronny out tonight. I think they playing like Alabama State or something like that. I can't remember, uh, but I wanted to check him out and, and see him in action a little bit. Uh, I like the talent that that USC team got. To be honest with you, they got a couple nice players. Um. But that's that's probably the, the top two for me. Heard you. I think those are those will be great games. Um, moving on to to women's hoops. Um, uh, your girl, uh, Caitlin Clark. Uh, she's killing it right now, averaging thirty uh seven and seven on forty eight percent uh from the field, uh, shooting forty eight percent from the field. Um, do we think personally, well, I'll, I'll pose the question first. Do we think if anybody like who, who is her biggest challenges as far as play, players of the year? Um, if anybody personally, I think that, um, it's her award to lose. She's already, you know, set the scoring record, um, for any player in the NCAA, um, as far as, uh, points points are concerned so I don't see them giving it to anybody else um and quite frankly she's earned it um but if there's anybody that's close um you know you you have your your regular names Angel Reese she's you know averaging a double double 19 and 10 uh Cameron Brink she's averaging a double double 19 and 12 on uh 60 percent shooting um and forwards um but honestly I think her closest competition, and I hope I'm not taking this from you, 
uh, K, maybe Juju, for real, from USC. She averaging 26, almost 27.7 and 4 on 50% shooting as a guard. Um, so just thinking about how they do things um, from a uh, – I guess I don't want to say campaigning perspective, but Juju will probably win freshman of the year, and then Caitlin will get uh, player of the year. Um, but also, uh, Alyssa Peely, she, Peely, um, she's averaging 24, 5, and 7. But again, I don't see her getting that over the other forwards who are averaging double-doubles, even though she has a higher, uh, points per game average. Um, but I honestly, I think it's Caitlin's award to lose unless something drastic happens, um, to Caitlin, which we don't wish that on anybody, I think, um, you know, she's running away with it. Yeah. Um, I was just about to say, she definitely is. Those Juju Watkins and Alyssa, Alyssa Peely were like the two main names in my mind just because they averaged the most, you know what I'm saying, out of the aforementioned names that you just ran through. Um, I do think uh, Alyssa is balling. I love how she plays. Uh, man, she, she knows how to use her body. Um, she has very great footwork. Um, I love her game, man. Um, so shout out to Mike Tolliver. I know that's that's uh, his wife's people's. Um, so shout out to them. Juju, Juju was the other person I, I had in mind because you know, um, what I got down, I got that you know she was like you said about twenty seven a game, seven boards, three steals. I mean two point six steals per game. I'm, I'm gonna say you average three. I'm gonna just round up. So she definitely hooping. Uh, but it's gonna play out probably how you how you played it out. I just wanted to you know shed light on some of the other players that is balling, you know, uh, in women's college hoops right now because it's, it's not just Caitlin. I want the nation to be, you know, our listeners, excuse me, to be aware, you know, we have other girls in the nation that's hooping for sure, um, like Dre just ran through, so. No, 100%. Um, like we mentioned, it's definitely a great time for uh, women's college basketball. Um, and shout out to those ladies who, you know, consistently, you know, hold it down. But um, as far as games this week, nothing really crazy jumps off at the page uh, at me. Um, I think uh, the uh, Washington-Louisville game, that'll be a good game. Um, Washington is ranked number three. I mean, 23 right now, and they're 11-0. Louisville is uh, ranked number 19 um, at 10-2. and two. Um, Trying to think. Look, uh, nothing else too crazy hops off at me right now, but – as we all know, uh, college basketball has been crazy. There have been upsets galore. Um, so we'll just uh, kind of wait and see uh, to see if it, if anything comes out of this week's uh, matchups. But for the most part, nothing really jumps off the page, Jimmy. Um, moving on, we got the NBA. Uh, with uh, some of the recent losses that the Lakers have taken, um, should they try to make a, a roster move? Today, I mean, Personally. you should always be looking to improve your team, but, I mean, I don't think it's nothing drastic. I don't think – no, they shouldn't. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, detrimental right now. You know, especially with the NBA being so long, it's a it's an ebb and a flow always. You're going to, you know um, – we all say basketball is a game of runs, but even the season is a essentially a 
uh, a season of runs, right? You're going to lose, I mean, win a, win a bunch, lose a couple. Um, so I don't think the Lakers need to make any, like, drastic moves right now. They've shown they can win with what they have. Um, so I think it's just important that they kind of build in and hone in on that um, and just continue to build build that chemistry. You hit it right on the head, Dre. That's that's how I feel, you know. Of course, I would like this. It would be it would be good to get Bron some extra help, but they've got a good enough team to you know make a run, as we've seen last year. You know, uh, like you said, it's got to lock in. But I think more so, if there would be a reason to get an extra player, it would be so Bron doesn't have to have so much wear and tear. Uh, but that would be the only reason, to be honest with you. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like, though, when they do make, like, drastic moves, it's always, like, hard for them to, again, build a chemistry, and then they go in these massive slumps because this supposed good player can't play with LeBron or can't play with AD or can't play without dominating the ball. You know, I think if they do make a move, it has to be so, like, picture perfect. Like, it has to fit or to to make sense. Nah, yeah, you're hitting it right on the head. And I, you know, I wanted us, of course, to to pose this question because, you know, people think, oh, we should trade for Zach Levine or some people think we should trade for DeMar DeRozan. I, I think I, I like what we have. We just, you know, it's, it's, I understand that Coach Hamlin has a tough job on his hand and I understand that we got players coming back from injury, but Rui and Vando have to play more. Like, it's essential and it's very apparent, especially Vando. Rui can play on both sides. Vando, you're not necessarily looking for him to score, but defensively, though, and how diverse he is with the amount of positions he can guard, uh, that's that's going to serve us, you know, as as him being a great asset for us to close out the game. So, you know, I love what I'm seeing from Austin Reeves, like I mentioned in recent weeks. Um, I think, you know, I, I would like to see that be the closing lineup potentially. I know they love, you know, Terry on Prince, and that's not to take anything away from him, but I, I just like how Rui can score in a multitude of ways, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? He got the mid-range game, can post up, he can drive, he's athletic. We saw what Rui did in the playoffs. So, you know, I know that mask, I'm being specific here because, I, you know, of course I watch all the games being a fan. I know that mask is bothering Rui right now, and I know he's returning from injury as is Vando. But going forward, Coach Hamlin, respectfully, we got to get them boys more minutes, man. They got to they gotta be one of the top priorities in the rotation, man, like 100%. So I'm, I'm with y'all, though, 100%. Y'all made very valid points, so y'all been hitting everything y'all been saying regarding the Lakers been definitely on point, man. It's not too much to add for real. Appreciate that, brother. Uh, John Morant, he makes his return tonight. Um, shout out to that boy, Ja. Uh, he been doing doing his time hard a bit. Do we think uh, this helps the Grizzlies turn their season around, though? I, personally, I think so, because he was the head of their, uh, you know, head of their team. He They went as he went. Um, especially with them making some some roster moves, the, the team is a bit different. So I'm sure they needed um, that leadership um, on the floor, uh, especially him being the the valuable asset that he is. Um, 
I think is no question that, you know, he helps uh, either, I don't necessarily want to say change the culture, but uh, we know he a dog when he gets on the floor, so it, he's only going to help. Yeah, he he's he's definitely gonna help, man. You know, um, he'll turn the season around. I don't know, I don't know if they'll be able to get in the playoffs or anything like that. They're gonna have to really go on some crazy runs. Uh, but the season is is definitely gonna be better for the Grizzlies now that Jaws back. I mean, that's that's a no brainer. Yeah, they're currently six and nineteen. So it's definitely going to be tough for them to make a playoff push given the, you know, difference in the wins and losses. But I do think they will be able to make one of those teams that make a, a late season push um, for the play-in tournament for sure. And that's definitely a team you don't want to see in those type of situations, you know, given the scoring power that Desmond Bain and John Morant can, can display. So uh, I'm definitely excited, though. One of the young faces of the league, you know, I understand he's been in trouble, but I still consider him one of the young faces of the league, man. Super athletic. He's freakish. Uh, you know, great, great basketball player. You know, I think it's great for our league, you know, to have those type of talents, you know, those type of D-Rose type of talents in the league. You know what I'm saying? It's electrifying. It's exciting. It gets tickets sold. Uh, it's entertaining. So. I'm glad he's back, man. You know, I'm glad he served his time. I hope and pray all is well with him mentally and spiritually. You know what I mean? Hopefully he got the right people in his corner now where he's not jeopardizing, you know, any future endorsements or money or any relationships or anything of that nature. So definitely glad he's back, man. No, 100%. 100%. Speaking of another uh, bad boy, um... With Draymond being suspended, um, and Clay's up and down play, uh, should they, should the Warriors, uh, continue to build off the group or, uh, make some key changes? I say, they need to figure it out, um, and figure it out fast. Um, like we've mentioned before, like I've mentioned before here on the on the pod, Clay's just not the player that he used to be. Um, now, we see spurts here and there, but he's just not consistent enough for you to kind of rely on winning games with him, right? Um, he's not the same player defensively, not the same player offensively. Um, and I think it's starting to put a, a strain on uh, a Steph a bit just to be the only guy. Like, it worked because everybody did their part. Um, and with Draymond having his – uh, I don't, I don't want to call them off court issues, on court issues, or whatever he's going through. Um, the system doesn't work without their their key components or their key players. So it's either Steve Kerr has to figure out a different system to make this new team work, or the Warriors need to find key pieces that uh they can plug into the system. You hit it on the head, but it ain't going to be able to – is Clay a free agent at the end of this year? Yes, sir, he is. It's going to have to wait to the offseason. They ain't going to – that GM ain't going to have that on his, you know, on his resume as far as, you know, being the guy that broke up, you know, the the trio, the Splash Brothers, whatever. You know, that, that, that's been my take on that. You know, Clay do got to go. I think everybody see Clay got to go. He not the same guy. Um, 
Draymond might even have to go as crazy as it sounds, you know what I'm saying? Even though he do still be productive when he decides to play, um, it might be over for him as well. So, um, yeah, man, that's all that is correct, Dre. All that is correct, but they're going to have to do that on the offseason. That's when all that's going to happen, I promise you. No, 100%. This, this, year, this year is a wash. 100%. I'm with both y'all. Again, once again, very valid points by both y'all. I do think uh, my heart is telling me you got to keep Clay. You know, it's a splash brother. He's had a lot of success. You know, I just thinking of when he gets hot, when Steph gets hot, I mean, that's that's a tough tandem from a shooting perspective. Um, but it's it's those those moments are few and far between now. You know, being completely candid here, uh, you know, we, we'd be doing our listeners a big disservice if we didn't keep it real like we always do on here. We are journalists. So, you know, that is one of the things that, that's painful to see regarding Clay is, um, you know, some of the poor shots that he takes. You know what I mean? You could tell he's trying to shoot himself into rhythm sometimes. So he takes really bad shots. Um, and before you wouldn't think twice about it because he, you know, he'd hit half of those, you know what I mean, or majority of those before. But now that he's not necessarily on like he's – like we're accustomed to seeing, excuse me, um, it's, it's, it's tough on the eyes at times, man, I'll admit. But I definitely don't want Clay to go personally, but business-wise, I think your best bet – because you got to take advantage of these these years, man. Stephen Curry is still in his prime. He's still top five player in the league, still the best point guard in the league. You have to take advantage of him – kind of extending his, um, you know, prime, quote unquote, to, you know, contrary to what people believe, you know, because he is post 35 now, right? But he's still playing at an extremely high level. So you got to pair him with somebody that, you know, can really help, you know, take the pressure off scoring. Um, you know, I feel like if you keep Draymond, of course, that's going to be your anchor on defense. He's going to help be a playmaker. But, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what moves they make, but Malik made a great point, man. You Mike Dunleavy don't want that on his on his resume, man. First year's GM breaking that up, man. You can't do that in season. So you gotta let it gotta let it play out at this point. Steve Kerr has been trying new lineup, so we'll see how that works out. But yeah, because as it currently stands, um Andrew Wiggins doesn't start. So we'll see if that continues. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well put, brother. Um, that's all I have for you boys. For you listeners. Okay, go ahead and close us out if you don't have nothing to add. Nah, man, I'm good money, man. This is gonna be our show. Before Christmas though, so you know, definitely wanna, you know, uh show love and support to our listeners, man. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Merry Christmas from the network. Have a great holiday with y'all's family, with y'all's significant others, you know, with your, you know, uh, with your people that you work with as you go to these Christmas parties and Christmas luncheons, all that, man. Have a good time. And uh, yeah, man, this is Kay. I'm with Drizzy, Leak the God, and we out, man. Peace and blessings. We out, peace. We out, dude.